In the Marvel Cinematic Universe, the people are protected by two separate yet equally important groups. The heroes who save them and the attorneys who clean up their collateral damage. But only one can be both. This is her story. Dun Dun. Lawyer Show. Fanboys and Friends presents... Being a superhero... ...is a trial by fire. Who's gonna protect the world if not people like you? A Marvel cast, Earth's mightiest spin-off podcast. I'm Jennifer Walters. I'm a lawyer. I have great friends. Can we get some shots, please? It's an emergency. A demanding job. We just started a superhuman law division, and I want you to be Walters the attorney of Green. And a frustrating family. Because she didn't ask for this, but you still got to deal with it. Your transformations are triggered by anger and fear. Those are like the baseline of any woman just existing. Oh. Ruth, kind of feels like if I don't transform, I'm gonna die. Yes, yes, yes. No, no. I just want to be a normal, anonymous lawyer. Can you tell us where She-Hulk is? Jen, you're a story now. Your ass looks crazy right now. You could be an Avenger. Oh, I'm not a superhero. That is for billionaires and narcissists and adult orphans for some reason. Is there anything more depressing than dating in your 30s? Yeah, this is the best date I've had in a while. Oh. Should we split some fries? Let's get those to go. All right, gang, and welcome to the latest episode of Marvel Cast, Earth's Mightiest Podcast, our spinoff podcast for She-Hulk, Walter's Attorney at Green, She-Hulk Smash All Witnesses. Now, yes, yes, I know. I know, Phase 4 is done. It wrapped up with Wakanda Forever, um, the new Black Panther, and and believe me, gang, Mark and I are going to get to that on the next episode of our regular uh, Marvel cast, Earth's Mightiest Podcast. Um, but we like to also finish things up. We're going to get to Eternals because we try to cover everything here. But we'll get to that, you know, when we get to it. But we are here today finishing up She-Hulk. I know, I know, I can hear the angry iPods now. Calm down, calm down. We're going to talk about this rationally. Like adults. Something the internet knows very little about. Which, of course, this show uh, could have addressed more of, but Mark and I will get into that. So, I am your host, David Sendy, your Master of Ceremonies, and with me, your friend of mine, the the symbiote to one's venom, the Ben Riley to one's, oh, I don't know, where's my spidey analogies? Ah, who knows? You know him, you love him, the uber geek legend himself, Mark Herleman. Mark, how's it going, bud? It's going good. I, f- I feel like this episode needs to be introduced by Bonesaw, mean, green, and straight poured into these jeans. Oh, yeah, brother. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know what? All these years later, and I still miss that man. 
right? Right. Yeah. Hey, but he was in Spider Man. Yeah. Gotta give him yeah, props. Yeah, yeah. Father to the son and the Randy Savage. <laughs> A bunch of religious folks just got really upset, but uh, oh well. Tough. <laughs> <laughs> so, She Hulk. Um, you know, Mark, before we pick up uh, with number five, which is, you know, where we left off from last time after mm-hmm. reviewing the first four episodes. Let's just overall discuss a bit of what uh, was your overall thoughts with the series, because, you know, at this point, game, we're going to talk about this as, well, it's done. So we're just going to talk about it verbatim, you know, like we always do. Bands are back and forth as uh, good, Mar- good brothers in Marvel, that kind of thing. You know, brothers in the same love box, uh, as it were. So, what did you make of this, Mark? Because I had, I had a blast with the the nine weeks it was running. I thought it was refreshing, and I'm sorry if people don't think the MCU can has earned the right to be less serious from time to time. Mm-hmm. My question for you is simple. Have you even read a comic? <laughs> right? You know, it, I think about when it comes to Jen and the fourth wall breaks, I'm like, oh, man, I don't I don't remember reading any of those. Um, but I like it. It reminds me of Deadpool because those are the comics that I recall where there was lots of the fourth wall break. Yeah. Um, but I like the way that they played that off. Like, I wasn't expecting it, and then... The, the more it worked out throughout the episode, it was always used in a perfect way of, of doing, you know, a good little slapstick humor. Mm-hmm. Although at the very end, like, you know, when we circle to the very last episode, like I, there is a part of me that is both impressed and disappointed with how they used it. <laughs> Cause it definitely leaves me where I'll have to watch that last two episodes, probably multiple times before I really, truly understand what i'm watching (laughs) i agree i agree but i'll just say like i said really early on when we were talking about the first four i'm like okay somewhere in this show now was i expecting it to be the very end no (laughs) but somewhere in this show we're going to get we're going to get marvel hq canonized (laughs) right Right. And sure enough, I was right. God that damn it, was, I was right. That that was fun. Um, you know, and I don't know if we would say B or C grade characters, but I feel like this brought in a lot of characters that nobody knew about, and right. some did. that we it were did. really excited about. Yeah. Um, I, I admit I still haven't watched all the Daredevil Netflix version of uh, that, The Defenders. Like though I I watched a few episodes of them, but I never really got into them. That's but I'm right. actually wanting to go back because of how they introduced Daredevil in this one. Like I you mean, know, it was it was done well. You know, maybe what maybe we'll have to do a um a lead up with the uh, with the Netflix Daredevil. Not like it's going to mean much as far as <laughs> the MCU goes, but right. I know a lot of a lot of people don't like that claim, but guess what? If it mattered, Peggy would have made it. Right. 
That's, That's just true. a bottom line That's fact. True. I mean, ask Agents of Shield how many how much it mattered. Mm-hmm. So, well, let's let's just hope Quake makes the jump. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm like, if 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 she doesn't, and that storyline, you know exactly the one I mean, doesn't show up as some subplot in Secret Invasion. Mm-hmm. That's a missed opportunity. I don't even care if you use anything else in that in that that. Well, let's just say Whedon's a bit of a poisonous name, but uh, that that Whedon soaked show. I don't care what else you use. Use Quake. Right? Yeah, Quake. Quake is yeah, definitely one of my favorites off that show. She was the better um, part of that show. By the way, Star Wars, Doctor Afra, come on. What are you doing? Oh yeah, I you know speaking of characters though, Pug was probably one of my favorites. I I like the way that he delivered all of his scenes, man. Yeah, and just... did you did you recognize the actor? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just uh, you know he's one of those guys that just he always kills it in everything he's doing. It's Adrian Trace from Arrow. Yeah, yeah. See, I don't watch. Arrow a lot, so I mean, like I remember yeah, from some of his right. earlier that's stuff. That's right. If you if you uh, go by how uh, they're treating CW now, <laughs> no one watches their shows. Yeah, you would almost get that impression, right? Right. Uh, I mean, just as Star Girl. Right now, I found that the female centric point of view of this show was pretty interesting. Um, you know, I have two daughters. One is already an adult and the other one is uh, about 11. And, you know, what they have to deal with is definitely different than what my son has to deal with or what I had to deal with when I was a kid. And right. so to see a lot of, of today's topics that have been problematic for some women, uh, you know, I, I think that that's a pretty cool way of presenting it and making everyone feel like, you know, this is how a lot of people end up getting shafted. You know, I mean, there were a lot of moments that she was getting kind of like totally hosed over either in the aspect of the perception of who she was as She-Hulk or when it was just Jen or just being a female in general. I mean, they dealt with so many levels of what it takes to be a professional woman, to just be, you know, someone lounging about. And then even her sexuality, like you were, you're mentioning uh, before the show, um, there were some things that I was honestly surprised that they actually went there, but in the grand schemes of that struggle for some women, I, I could see why they did do that. And I uh, actually, I, I thought it was a brave choice. They did get flack, but I don't necessarily feel like the flack was really earned. Um, I, I think no, what they did wasn't. is something that needs to happen. I think more stories need to kind of step out there and tell some other people's points of view. I mean, the world is, you know, bigger than a rainbow. There's all sorts of shades out there and we need to have, you know, some glimpses beyond our own. Right, exactly. I I think, you know, you okay. I'm just gonna say, you know how uh, as as they should because you you just get who's good for the part, right? Mm-hmm. But how the perception among fans has been, you know, everyone's agenda with you know forced diversity or just diversity in general. Mm-hmm. Well, I think I think they should do something like that, double down on it, but go from a different direction. Go from 
the experience uh, of, you know, uh, young girls or women in general, double down on that, and then you can follow with everything else. I, I think they need to, you see what I mean? I think they need to move the focus a bit on what they're doubling down on right now. Mm -hmm. Right? Because, let's be honest, a lot of Hollywood uh, doesn't do that. They do too, they do too much male-centric. Yeah. Right? And yeah, you and I are very comfortable with admitting uh, that because, well, to be honest, we're spoiler alert kids, adults. I know, shocking concept. <laughs> but um, everybody else needs to get this. And I love how this show, regardless of the internet flack i mean at this point we'll let elon musk worry about shit like that you know probably still swimming around twitter you know around <laughs> the corpses of his dead blue twitter birds um either way i hopped off so i don't care but but um yeah i i love how this show just wrote you know from the female perspective, very candidly, very sort of, you know, okay, here it is. Very frank, very succinct. I also like how, um, you know, and I compare it with, uh, you know, the opposite use in WandaVision where, okay, you had Bruce in there, right? You had Bruce in, in the first two episodes of She-Hulk. Mm -hmm. um, and then he was out. Right. Right? Like, he was in there, he set up, and then he was out. Okay. Well, and like, the intelligentsia, you're like, wait, it's just a group of dudes making their own website? Like, Well, we'll, was, we'll that get to funny. that. We'll get to that. We'll get to that. All right? But um, the reason I compare it to WandaVision is... You know, you didn't really need Bruce that much. Uh, and it would have undercut, you know, um, uh, Jennifer Walters, right? Mm -hmm. And same goes with WandaVision and bringing in Doctor Strange. Which, to be fair, we all assumed that mainly because... Wanda and Strange in that storyline, we know how it intermeshes in the comics. We we know this. But having Doctor Strange show up would have just undercut you know Wanda completely. And that's why the two things I feel are very similar. Um where you would have massively undercut Jen if you kept Hulk uh, throughout the whole thing. Right. You see where I'm going with that? Right. So, I don't know. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, you know, I think that this is a real complex show when you really stop and break it down. I mean, there was yeah. a lot going on just, not just for Jen's character, but for people with powers. I mean, that is you true. know. You, you think about like some of the different lawsuits and stuff that she had, and 
I mean, and and the fact that that was a centric theme too. I mean, there were a lot of themes to the show that weren't really complimentary all the time. Right. You know, I mean, sometimes being an attorney didn't always necessarily have to fe- uh, focus on the female perspective of it. But when it did, it was like, well, this is how they're dealing with it. Um, you know, and, and I felt like her boss, the the one that, of the company that she ended up going over to was like a total D-bag. Like that guy, like <laughs> he, he had that detached, like, you know, he's just used to like, half habitually giving orders and people just, you know, follow and say, I don't know. He felt very dismissive. I mean, maybe well, it was well played. <laughs> you and I both, you and I both know that's the most bosses. Right. 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 Um, I, I like the fact that they did the whole legality over the, the name she Hulk, um, especially considering like in the Spider-Man comics, especially that's like been, prominent twice um right, right ben, yeah. ben riley took over and the beyond corporation filed a uh, trademark on the name spider-man and so they were like they told miles he had to stop using it they told peter he had to stop using it i'm like so the fact that we're seeing that in the mcu it's kind of like oh there's another one of the touches of the comics you know, right it's way yeah, over just a little comic trade so let's talk about uh episode five uh mean green imported these jeans Right. I, oh, by the way, yes, kids, we are going to talk about, you know, uh, S-E-X, because there is consensual sex in Marvel now. I know, people have sex. What a shock, right? Or as Jen would say, Captain America, Right. Well, I know, I know. Or we just find out, you know, you could just be like, and then let's write this person into being. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, One, believe me, Wanda did it far easier. Right? Far easier. No, I, I, yeah, okay. I want to stop on that for a second. You know, the Wanda did it. Yes, because it was magic. And I think that it was easier for the audience to accept magic than it was for the audience to accept the, dare I say, partial breaking of the fourth wall. Because, are, like, are, are you suggesting it's easier for audiences to accept children by magic than it is audiences to accept children by, oh, let's just say magic with grunting? Oh, no, no, I'm not saying that. I'm saying, like, in the aspect of... <laughs> you threw me so off because I wasn't... Careful, I wasn't... careful, let I wasn't family show. That direction, Dave. Family show, no, so I was, we I'm walk alive here. I'm talking the aspect of, of uh, changing things, you know? So she used magic to change the kids, right? And bring right, the kids right. into being. That was a magical aspect of doing it. What I'm talking about is at the end of the episode, how Jen breaks the fourth wall and changes, say, Todd Phelps's character with just a comment to somebody that exists outside the fourth wall. But for me, I find it a little quasi fourth wall because it's like a breaking of the fourth wall, but not because it's like a fourth wall within a fourth wall. Well, with no, how wait, they wait, 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 wait. That's, we'll what, get, that's we'll, what I was talking wait, about. Wait, wait, wait. We'll get there. Let, let's just, you know, tackle. Right, but that, uh, that's what I was talking about. I wasn't talking about the, the, uh, the other thing. Right. <laughs> now, uh, yeah, the other thing. Like, oh, yeah, I guess I did kind of make it sound that way. <laughs> yeah, you did. Yeah, you did. 
Because when a man and a woman go with fourth one, no. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, the fact that that Jen's sexuality does play key to a lot of the story. I mean, you know, she's out there trying to find romance. She's trying right. to find dates. Then she ends up finding a little more than her dates. And, and and the way that they brought that back and paraded it around during the, the courtroom testimonies and stuff, when she was trying to regain the name, she Hulk mm-hmm. um, and the way they utilize that to be like, you know, yeah, I, I, I did say that it's not my name, but I was already kind of saddled with the name. Right. Uh, and, and the way that that played out was pretty cool, too. And I mean, you know, again, they tied it to the the person of Jen, you know, and what that meant to be She-Hulk. And I, I that just kept coming up, you know, I mean, even in episode six with just Jen, where she goes to the wedding and stuff right. and, and they ask her to not use her ability because they don't want to steal the thunder moment, you know. Right. And uh... And also with episode five, uh, by bringing the 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 uh, match guys to the courtroom, mm-hmm. right? Uh, you know, it also sort of ties back to that um, that you know trying to date in your thirties episode, mm-hmm. right? Right. Where nobody, uh, you know, first of all, no. First of all, let me just say, if you're on a dating app, anyone's single, so Mark, uh, mute yourself for a second. <laughs> uh, anyone single, if you're on a dating app and your girl is is Tatiana Maslany and you say no, here, let me get really close so you can hear. If you do that, you're an idiot. There, I just had to say. <laughs> That's great. That's great. Because it's true. I mean, it's Tatiana Maslany, for God's sake. <laughs> uh, I mean, you, you could go back and watch uh, Orphan Black and get a bunch of Tatiana Maslany. It's a, it's the Attack of the Clones of Tatiana Maslany. <laughs> or what was she play like? six seven versions of herself or something. right right you know i i wanted to ask you because in episode six the whole what was it hulk king aspect where they were well, spying no, on everyone, her everyone paid attention to her as she hulk so again that you know tying to the the uh uh female experience which i think is clever in the writing and also very candid. And let's be honest, you know, like a certain somebody calls out in, you know, and we'll get to it. In in certain aspects, Marvel's been very weak in that regard. <laughs> Just saying. Right. So right. Well, with the Hulk King plot, where they were trying to steal her blood, you know, that that's a vulnerability on Jen's part that, you know, She-Hulk doesn't really have. Right. Um, but so you're talking episode six now? Yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, it came up a couple times when they were trying to get the blood and stuff. But do you think that that plot was kind of totally wasted by the end of the episode in the way that they went about it? Um, honestly... Yes. 
but I say that in 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 the aspect of had the ending not happened the way it did, mm-hmm. then it wouldn't have. It would have felt like a generic uh, Marvel plot, which we've seen countless times. Right, that's you know, true. That's in a true. way, the the what you were talking about earlier. The fourth wall upon fourth wall upon fourth wall upon fourth wall. <laughs> Where, I'm sorry, this had more fourth wall meta-ness than, uh, you know, that, than that gay C-3PO Mark Zuckerberg could ever have for meta in his life. <laughs> um, but anyway, <laughs> I'll just say that, you know, um, Jen is exactly right. All Marvel movies tend to end the exact same way. Yeah. And had they gone with the uh, the actual stealing of the blood plot, that would have been so... I'm sorry. I don't care if Disney has this thing of treating one coast well with midnight and the other coast shitty with three in the morning. Had they done that plot, I would have just gone to bed. Right, right. I mean, I'm just being honest. I would have just gone to bed. So do you think, though, that that plot is completely now basically erased? Or do you think we've maybe been reset? Because, I mean, I always say that in the aspect of if they could replicate what's going on with Jen, they'd have one hell of an army on their hands. Yeah, and I don't see anyone true, wanting yeah. to get rid of that. I mean, that's been a, a key plot of, you know, a, a lot of them. I mean, Steve Rogers, uh, Black Cat, uh, you know, I mean, it just it keeps coming back up. Red Skull. I mean, everybody was tinkering with that type of formula. That well, Wolverine. to be honest with you, it'll, it'll depend largely on how it's used. Right. Like how... I I mean, whether fans like this or not, you know, uh, there are things used in the MCU that will be used again. We're going to see Jen Walters again. We're going to see more of She-Hulk. We're going to, you know, oh, I don't know, have Intelligentsia addressed again. By the way, Intelligentsia, I got to point out, I do not think... One thing I found brilliant about the show was, uh, and we're jumping around, but at this point the show is done, so we're just talking about it in general. Um, I I figured that would be you know, better anyway at this point, right, Mark? <laughs> right. Yeah. But I got to point out that Intelligentsia, as much as I, I thought it was really clever of the show to call out the negative shit it was getting uh, week after week, mm-hmm. largely from its own intelligentsia. We like to call it the internet. <laughs> um, but I don't, looking at the context of the series, you know, not so much the aspect of intelligentsia itself, but the, the aspect of, you know, it within the context of the series. I don't think they went as hard as they could have with right. uh, internet trolls. Oh no, yeah, they no, they went very low key, like small group, 
Like, well, not just small group, like, but they went very soft with it. Yeah, well, it, it could have been like a worldwide phenomenon right. kind of thing, but it didn't feel like that. It felt like it was like some backyard brood kind of situation. Yeah, if it, you know what it felt like? It felt like uh, the equivalent of uh, a couple guys sitting at the end of the bar uh, you know, whining how no <laughs> fine woman would talk to them at all. Right, right. Right. Uh, yeah, I mean, which, you know... By, which, by the way, we used to call those chat rooms. <laughs> we still do in some cases. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, the, I mean, man, forums used to be really bad back in the day before oh, Twitter. Oh, yeah, nobody remembers Before that. Twitter. You, nobody you remember remembers that because they all are, like, under 40. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, man, there, there was a lot of cool different things happening in each one of the episodes. So, like, what, you know, Six dealt with the wedding. Uh, we had that Mr. Immortal and the, and the question of, you know, if you die... Yeah, does that mean you're actually off the hook? Like, I mean, we've had cases like that, like on people yeah, on death row. I'm, I'm that sorry, died I'm sorry. Wait, wait, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Did you recognize Mr. Immortal? No, not a clue. <laughs> the guy that probably made the worst Twilight Star Wars has ever done. Oh, dude. From uh, uh, The Mandalorian, right? Yeah, uh, no, from Book of Boba Fett. Oh, the, yeah, the second one, Book of Boba Fett. Well, you yeah. wouldn't know it's a book. It's more like uh, Cliff Notes. <laughs> the appendix. The, the appendix, appendix of The Mandalorian. Yes, the appendix of Boba Fett. Because <laughs> I'm like, I'm sorry. You okay, should've... yeah, once you said that, it it, it clicked into place. I, could, I recognized I, I, his I'm nose sorry, and eyes. You, you should have had... Uh, you know, Crimson Dawn in there instead of pikes that looked like they were drawn from a, <laughs> um, drawn from a three-year-old's fish tank. <laughs> I mean, I hate to give more credit to the Clone Wars, but I will. Right. With that design. Right. Uh, that was funny, though, the way that with, when uh, Mr. Immortal, the thing that got him also in trouble was Intelligentsia. So it's like, they they didn't just have a hate on for Jen because she was a woman. It was again getting back to the aspect of the powers, right? Uh, which, I mean, I guess I guess that's a hard part for me, like to to recognize that, like you said, you know, yeah, that is kind of a trap of the Marvel shows. But I'm like, man, it is a key element of the story to as when you get to the last episode to just kind of sweep under the rug, so to speak. Um, but we'll get there. I mean, I, I, I just keep coming back to that because like everything's been building, you know, it builds and builds and builds. Cause by the time you get done with that episode, you know, you get to the retreat where Jen goes back to Blonsky. Um, and, and those were great. Like I, I loved every episode that had Blonsky in them. Um, uh, Tim Roth just, he's one of my favorite actors and I just loved it. He gets to do Marvel stuff again. Yeah. Our heart goes <laughs> out to Tim Roth cause, uh, well, his youngest son. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yep. Shane, too. Uh, his kid was 26. Man. Yeah. That's yeah, like, I'd, I'd almost forgotten all about that. That's way too young for stupid shit to happen. Oh, yeah, that's rough. Um, Let's see. So, yeah, number, episode seven was the retreat where she goes to his uh, spot because she needs kind of like a place to get away from everything. Now, now. Okay, I'm going to just say about this episode, right? Mm -hmm. 
Talk about D list and C list. <laughs> Mamble? Really? Mamble? Uh, porcupine. <laughs> right, right, right. Who, by the way, when he takes off his mask, looks like if James Earl Jones was a little too happy with himself. <laughs> oh man! And right. You know, you know when he does take off the mask, and everybody's like, "Ugh, uh, uh, how long have you had that on, Baba?" Right? That kind of thing. <laughs> I'm going. I don't know why, but I'm thinking in the back of my head, my, back of my mind. Is this what happened when Darth Vader took off his mask? <laughs> and that's why he never did? Because he just smells like a, a piece of Canadian bacon wrapped up, oh. in, wrapped, up, wrapped up in leathery goodness. Oh, God. It's Darth Vader. Yeah, Vader's coming. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's sheep going... Leave that on Vader. It's okay. I I actually got a kick out of a man bowl and uh, what was the matador like guy's name? Uh, that guy was cracking me up. The 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 way they were bantering back and forth. I don't I don't know I I oh the sort of um, you know uh, very uh, El Aguila or something like that. El Aguila, yeah. But are you referring to the banter that I'm like, okay, very progressive, Marvel. Are you trying to tell us those two are gay? <laughs> I'm just saying, it is 2022. Uh, it's time no, to I... stop hiding. If those two are in love, fine by me. Uh, they were more like the bromance of the, the one where the guy's like, you're my friend. You're my boy. You're my boyfriend. Yeah, you know. So they're about as into each other as Pin and Poe. Uh, hey, there you go. Because that was a bromance that was swinging both directions. But oh, you know, what you think God. of them accidentally oh. destroying her car, though? It's just like, oh, now she's stuck. She ain't getting out of here. Right, yeah. Now she's stuck. <laughs> so uh, now I want to get your thoughts on this and uh, and just address it. Uh, before we wrap this whole thing up after our, our last few episodes, um, the CGI. I okay. People have levied their complaints and their and their criticisms and their whatever, but I'm just like, I think it's fine. One is I... the television budget, and number two is. I'm sorry, guys. Do y'all remember how long it took to get uh, Hulk to actually look good? Right. I mean, to a degree, with the Marvel movies, there's that suspension of disbelief. But honestly, I I stopped and I was rewatching Spider-Man, and I mean, you know, there are times where when he's got the hood on, and you could tell that it's the CGI version yeah. of, of, you know, the actor that ain't Holland. Absolutely. Um, so I mean, yeah, I got friends that, that really it was it was enough as, of a deal breaker for them, but I didn't have a problem. And honestly, I felt like by the second and third episode that they they really got better with their rendering because I felt like the look of She Hulk just kept looking more natural oh, yeah. in every one of the oh, scenes. Oh yeah, absolutely. By the time it gets to the big screen, and I don't care what that KVIN says, it is getting to the big screen. But by the time She-Hulk gets to the big screen, I think it's going to look 
really, really good. Oh yeah, yeah, I could see that being the I case. I mean, again, yeah. it's Tatiana's Tatiana Maslany. You don't need to give her much CGI. She already looks good, right? I mean, uh, if you don't believe me, there, go watch Orphan Black and try not to be a little too excited, boys. <laughs> Just saying. We are talking and, consensual sex in Marvel, so it's it's fine. By the end of the Just End episode, Just Jen episode uh, six, that's when we had that flashback uh, where we found out that her phone was stolen. It's like, oh, you know, and yeah. that's like an even smaller percentage of women, you know, that have had stuff like that where where guys have tracked their phones or uh, put those things on their cars. You well, know, the the, phone, that invasion the of privacy. Been, the phone's been cloned. Right. Not so much I mean, stolen, he cloned it. Yeah. But, I mean, for a minute, he took it and he, he did it. I mean, it, that it, the aspect of invasion of privacy that, right. that some yeah, women yeah. just no, can't get away from. I know. And, uh, and then we get the, to my favorite episode, honestly. Well, like, well, the no, rivet and rip minute, it was though, mine. There was also the whole, he takes the picture of her uh, sleeping. Oh, that's right. And sends the blood that way. I'm like creeper uh, uh, i'm like okay one creeper and i'm like two marvel taking blood involves a puncture wound now i say the word puncture considering what their activity was I, so i say <laughs> that word lightly but um i'm like marvel that's not exactly the way blood is taken are you just making shit up <laughs> Yeah, I mean, to a degree. I mean, it is a a Kevin kind of world. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. And and this show making Feige a Modoc. Right. Uh, I mean, episode eight is when somebody we bring Jacobson that, somebody back. Somebody make that poster, please. <laughs> KBIN and Modoc going at it. That'll be so great. Hashtag Marvelcast. Yeah. Someone make that poster, please. Right? Uh, I got to admit, though, Leapfrog was probably the coolest looking Leapfrog I've ever seen. I, I, you know, not a, not a character that I've really cared about in the comics when he has shown up. He's just been like a character. But oh, you're like, going, we're on number eight now? Yeah, we're just slipping right on in there like he did into that new case. Yeah, we're just <laughs> leaping over it. <laughs> I I will say and 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 we'll get to our boy in a minute. Uh and you know the boy I'm talking about. But mm, yeah, I'll just, I'll just say I found this episode and uh <laughs> pardon the frog joke. I found this episode quite riveting. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So no, I, I mean, you know, uh, the guy playing uh, Eugene, uh, Leapfrog's character, mm -hmm. did a great job of making the character just pompous enough. Uh, and so he's suing Jacobson because his suit he claims was faulty. But it's like, no, dude, you totally voided the warranty, bro. <laughs> yeah, by the way, kudos on the MCU Basically, uh, one upping Incredibles and introducing a uh, Edna mode. Right? 
Not right? just a Edna Mode character, but a black Edna Mode. I and I like the way that <laughs> Jen got cut off because she was just doing her job. <laughs> He's like, right. Well, you're dead to me. <laughs> you are dead to me. <laughs> okay, that was fun. I mean, I I like it, and we we knew this was coming because in. Uh, an episode earlier, I think when we were covering the first four, uh, we saw, um, obviously, uh, Jacobson be like, does prophecy, does confidentiality mean nothing to you? And then they're <laughs> covering a case and we see uh, Daredevil's helmet. Mm-hmm. Right? So we know this was coming. And right. ironically, I think it was largely why some people didn't you know, turn off She-Hulk altogether. Mm-hmm. Um, which, again, I, I'm just like, you guys are a little too intelligentsia for me. Stop it. But what did you make of this uh, uh, reintroduction? Or let's just say introduction, because it's, it's uh, Feige's Daredevil now, not this Netflix. Stuff. Right. He, I mean, he had the yellow, uh, the gold costume even, like, you know, the throwback costume. Yeah. Um, and that's new for him, at least it's the impression I got. Um, I I really liked the way they introduced Murdoch in this. Like I said, I, I didn't watch the Netflix show, but I actually want to now just to kind of get a feel for how the actor plays Murdoch. Uh, you know, cause I mean, like he did a good job in Spider-Man when he had his few scenes he had. And then when if you he, watch the, when he caught a brick making average humans be like, how the fuck you do that? Right. Well, and if you watch the extended one, he's got like two more scenes, maybe three. I'm not all the way through it yet, but where, he, uh, where he, he's calling out happy as being full of shit. <laughs> that was, that was, yeah, that was a good one. Um, hey, but yeah, Stark I, I is like dead. somebody needs to do it. I like how he became an object of fixation for Jen and, and more importantly, Jen's burning desires. Um, right, that, right, right. That was, that was funny. I mean, because she, at the end, I mean, she turned him into a trope. He was the booty call. And that was probably one of the funniest moments of the whole damn episode was when he was walking home doing the quote unquote walk of shame with his shoes off. <laughs> that was funny. That was hilarious. Yes. <laughs> Oh, it was great. It was great. And I mean, and, and I think I mean, the fact it, that it all was all it needed, all it too, needed yeah. was you could see the thought bubble of the, <laughs> of the woman looks at him and he's like, I know. Right? Or, or he's walking it. by and he's like, don't say it. Don't say it. Don't say it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, I can just see the jealousy between Jen and Karen and Der- and Matt's defenses. Ladies, ladies, I can't see either of you. Right. Oh, man. I, I loved when they showed Leapfrog using the jet fuel in his boosters. You're like, oh, dang, dude, that's not good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so that was, that was, that was pretty hilarious, yeah. So I... And what did you think of the um, hallway fight? The the well-lit hallway fight, I might add. Right? Yeah. No, I, I thought it was fun, man. It was, like I said, this episode had a lot of action. It was like when things really started to go. 
And then, you know, it ended on such a, oh, crap moment, you know, that I couldn't help but be like, oh, what's going to happen next? Oh, the, are you talking the, 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 um, the awards dinner? Yeah, when she's at the awards dinner, that was such a low blow at such a high moment. And I mean, that too, I guess you could say is kind of on par for the, the Disney Marvel formula, but Man, that was a. I mean, for what it represented for her character and for her as a female, the the amount of violation that she had, right? And and then her reaction to it, and how the world overreacted to her reaction, and vilified her for it, you know, or as some would say, carried her. Um, <laughs> well, I mean, I, I mean I you think, know, because when when it happens, I think twenty twenty and twenty twenty one could say that, yes. Right, and, and I mean, I'm, I'm using that as an example because when it when it is unjustly done to you, like when you're having a moment that is legit, you know, real trauma, and then people are like, "Oh, you're just overreacting." Right? Like, I no, mean, no, I know real trauma versus the shit that everyone's been making up. Mm-hmm. Right. I'm just like Jesus Christ. I I miss. <laughs> you're when... not gonna let me in my car. I know. I know. I know, pal. I miss when we called this kind of bitchiness uh, soccer mom, <laughs> right? Right. I, yeah, different, different uh, labeled, same type of attitudes. <laughs> no, no, no. This, this feels like, you know, the whole Karen thing. Not to go on that tangent. By the way, I feel bad for people named Karen, but not to go right. on that tangent. But the whole Karen thing. Feels like um, Project Nemesis from Resident Evil. <laughs> you know, it's just a lot of Karens built on top of each other, and then one day it bounces, and you're like, "Oh fuck!" <laughs> oh man, there. That's the that's the only credit I'm giving Paul W. S. Anderson. That's it. <laughs> Uh, so when we get done with the eighth episode, everything is definitely at a point where you're like, how are we going to go? I mean, cause it almost episode eight almost wraps up in a point where you're like, is she going to go to jail? <laughs> you're like, dude, this is, uh, you know, cause they, they paint her out as, as not just losing control, but going on a total rampage and destroying the gala stage. And it's just like, well, she just, Destroyed, you know, some screens, but like it was, it was, it was not Bruce Banner level Hulk out. You know what I'm saying? It was not Bruce Banner destroying um a his city. Right? Yeah. It's like people need to just was, chill, man. She basically destroyed a screen. Uh, and but yeah, yeah, at the end of that episode, yes, though, you yes, thought she's in trouble. I can hear you say it right now. She smashed that ass. I'm like, would you grow up? I mean, because, come on, lesser life forms would say that, Mark. <laughs> yes, less, lesser. <laughs> yeah, lesser. Lesser mm. meaning not us. Right. So. Well. But no, man, that, that, that sequence was, that hurt because all throughout this whole show, all the first eight episodes especially, you feel bad for Jen. Mm -hmm. I'm just like, would, would, would you give my girl Jen a break? Come on. Right, you're definitely pulling for Jen. Yeah. 
You're definitely pulling for Jen. At least that's the the way it's being directed. You should feel like you're pulling for Jen. So I guess if you're not pulling for Jen, you're probably like, I feel like Jen's being shoved down my throat. I don't care for her. (laughs) Why are you watching her? So, in other words, you're peeling like intelligentsia? Right! See? Representation matters. Yes, just not when... uh, You know, just representation matters. And I think it will be it it needs to matter, especially when the internet is called out for interneting. Right. Now I wanted to ask you something sure. that didn't quite make sense in the ninth episode at the beginning. So she gets you know, after all the stuff goes down, she gets kinda like slapped on the wrist legally and, and has to get uh at inhibitor, right? Well let's talk I about let's talk about she that. Couldn't, Let's talk Get about one that wonderful tribute to the old show, the oh, old series. Oh yes, I yeah, th- yeah. Take, I think take us that, back, Dave. Take us back to nineteen seventy something. I think that was bloody brilliant. First yeah. of all, Go, first details, of all, Mark details. Ruffalo. First of all, Mark Ruffalo makes a very convincing Bill Bixby with that head turn. <laughs> right. Right. Um. But no, and did you know that apparently the Savage Hulk, right, mm-hmm. was in a very Lou Ferrigno moment played by a dude. Oh, yeah. A That's... dude in a wig. Okay. So, again, I, I feel like that was also getting the authenticity of the, the 70s. The old intro, show, yeah. Right? Yeah. I'll tell you what. If they do a season two, and my God, I don't care if you piss off the internet, I want a season two, all right? (laughs) But if they do a season two, I want every episode to open with a recreation of that intro. It was good. It was very good. Did you see the side-by-side one that they put out later? No, I didn't. Oh, it was, yeah, it was, I mean, there I thought that that's what we were seeing because, you know, I mean, I remember seeing a couple episodes of the old show back in the day on reruns and stuff, right, but yeah. but not enough to have recognized it right out the gate. And then when I saw that, I was like, oh, that was well put together. Like, okay, kudos. And I love the fact that the show itself played it off as Jen's fever dream in prison, basically. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, I, I, because at first I was like, "Wait, did you change up the logo for this last episode?" I, I thought something was wrong with my Disney Plus app. I'm like, "What the?" We'll discuss another, another place why I thought that, but it was a brilliant use of Disney Plus, right? But uh, here. Early on, I thought something was wrong. I'm like, wait, did my did my TV take a jump to a decade before I was born? <laughs> so, who screwed with the remote? Right, right, right. <laughs> I don't have a cat. No one sat on the remote. Right. And my and my collectibles aren't that well trained. Yeah, I just remember, you know, like so when this episode started, they did the whole wearing the inhibitor, and I'm just like, wait. I thought Bruce told her that, that she couldn't do that. Like he was totally lying to her right from the gate. He was just like, "Nope, you're a Hulk now. You're gonna have to do what I say." Basically, no, I mean, no, no, that wasn't the same thing. That was how, a, 
that was a prison uh, issue thing, you know, much like um, how what the prison system gave to Emil Blonsky. Right. So how I that's what I guess that but that Why wasn't that wasn't the same as what that, Bruce was wearing, dude. But didn't they both do the same thing by turning her back into a human? No, but this was this was about at, this was the equivalent of the uh like the house arrest stuff that they gave Blonsky. Oh, uh, I thought it was preventing her from transforming. Well, maybe maybe so, but it's not I mean, if that's all it was, then I mean, then that's more like the honor system, really. Right, but <laughs> right, but none of this was is none of this is related to Bruce. Okay. No, I was just thinking that that you know when she had first brought it up to him when she first got the power, she wanted to use that because he had an in- inhibitor that was calibrated specifically for him. And he was like, no, I can't. And she said, well, you just make one that's calibrated for me. And he's like, there's no other way. We can't do that, Jen. And then by the end, it's like, oh, the government's got one. Like, I was like, well, what the heck? So yeah, but maybe no, if that's can, all it I is, can, is it was more like I can see where a, you would make that mistake. But yeah. Bruce is in space. It's like a little different. So, <laughs> um, But anyway, go on. Well, so, you know, we find out she got fired from her job, like a whole bunch of things are going bad for her. But I think one of the highlights of this episode for me was, again, Pug. You know, like he gets to infiltrate, uh, go into the uh, intelligentsia event that they got going on. Yes, with the most obvious earbud in his ear. (laughs) Right? I'm like, Uh, like, you mother pugger. (laughs) Yeah, it was straight up an AirPod, basically. Right. <laughs> More right or less, yeah. The ghost of Steve Jobs would be proud. <laughs> you know Pug's not a villain. <laughs> no, 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 no. He would give himself... Well, he could be a villain uh, secretly infiltrating uh, if CW was still a thing. Right. I mean, it oh. is Adrian J, after all. <laughs> But, yeah, I like you know, giving giving David Zaslav and going for more heads at Warner Brothers than uh, Thor did with Thanos. I'm like, I don't think so. Right. Uh, what do you think of the way that uh, Abomination was uh, used as the motivational speaker? <laughs> I thought that was I I thought that was clever. I suppose. I like that. He's like, no, Jen, Jen, I'm, I'm just, you know, I do it for speaking parts. <laughs> it it does sort of tie back to uh, when uh, in the episode, The Retreat, mm-hmm. right? They went up to, uh, uh, you know, his area because uh, it looks like his, um, his home arrest thing went off, mm-hmm. right? Uh, and then, of course, he came up with this ridiculous story. One of his uh, chickens, uh, you know, Princess Fluffernutter or whatever her name was. <laughs> I don't know where I came up with Princess Fluffernutter. It's probably something else. Princess Consuela. <laughs> Princess Banana Hammock. <laughs> oh, wait, now, I, now I'm just quoting friends. God damn it. <laughs> Consuela Banana Hammock Phoebe get out of my head <laughs> Phelps not Phoebe Phelps 
Yeah, I know. I know. Some other airhead. <laughs> right? But anyway, continue. Well, I mean, we get everything kind of the way it comes to a conclusion was was kind of fluid. You know, I mean, she goes out to Blonsky's place to find some solace. Blonsky's out in the back 40 doing, you know, this motivational speaker event thing. Mm -hmm. And you go and it turns out it's it's intelligentsia doing their thing (laughs) like, oh, this won't end well. (laughs) Uh, And it don't. Well, it ends, but it ends in a very sort of, like I was saying earlier, more fourth wall meta than, uh, you know, to make, there's so much meta in this here that uh, Mark Stuckenberg got a little too excited. Let's say that. Yeah, we get Phelps uh, basically going, ah. I'm Hulk King, and now I'm going to jab myself with your blood and become a Hulking Hulk King. Um, yeah. It makes me stop and think in the comics, though, I, I'm how sorry. many I, of I Hulk and She-Hulk's villains no, no, are no, wait. I, the wait, ones... Hold on, hold on, hold on. Stop one moment. I would have preferred if the boy exploded. <laughs> right? It, it makes me stop and wonder, though, how many of the, you know, the villains in the comics for Hulk and She-Hulk and all that stuff, you know, how many of them also got their powers blood-wise, you know? I mean, it, it definitely Probably a is... few. I mean, last time we saw that, and again, we'll see him again in Captain America New World with Order, but last really? time we saw that, it was... Um, um, uh, the the leader, yeah, yeah, right. Okay. Remember okay. Yeah, that? he's yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he I mean, did I it. I mean, if Tim Roth is great, I mean, Tim Blake Nelson is a godsend, right? Well, and, and we were talking at the beginning, you know, when the whole way she got her powers and the way Hulk destroyed her blood sample and stuff, and I was like, well, there's a a good MacGuffin, you know, why isn't the government trying to? put her in a lab and just produce her blood to create a bunch of super soldiers. Right. They still haven't really made that plot point go away, but no. it definitely was Hulking's character, his plot point to a degree, because that's you know, the culmination of him jabbing it in there. But then we get to the part that changes everything, which as I asked at the beginning, you know, does it kind of throw away all that stuff? It, it makes me wonder when you look beyond this episode and beyond the season, did those events actually now happen or because of what happens in this one episode, like Peter Parker, that never happened at all. Like, Let's just confuse us even more. It's Baptisto. <laughs> I could accept that more, honestly. <laughs> I could. I really freaking could. Oh, you could, huh? Well, because, uh, I mean, it's, well, it's the breaking of the fourth wall that, well, like I said, doesn't well, quite you, break it. If you it, could accept it to that, I'll just say, like like rumors suggest with Mephisto with Ironheart, I'll just say, very nice. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God, Borat. I'm like... <laughs> uh, I, I, I'm like, no, Marvel, just no. Don't do it. Last thing right. I want is my Mephisto coming from Kazakhstan. Right. 
Uh, yeah, all hell breaks loose. Uh, uh, Titiana, Titiana, she shows up. Banner shows up. Walters goes nuts. She breaks everything, including the fourth wall or the third and a quarter wall. <laughs> Honestly, I thought I fell asleep on my remote. You started having an acid flashback or something? You're like, what's going on? No, no, I, no. I just thought I fell asleep on my remote. I'm like, what the? Oh, just me. <laughs> yeah, definitely just you. <laughs> uh, but uh, I will just say, what a genius use of Disney+. Plus. I will too. I mean, that, an absolute that, genius use of Disney Plus. When I watched the episode, I had a big old grin on my face. I thought it was great, it, you know. And and when it was over, it was great. And then I watched it again, and I was still, it's great. And then I started thinking about it, and then I was like, "What does this really mean?" <laughs> right, right. You and over- and I mean, that's a good thing because it, it leaves it where you want to come back because it's like, it, it almost reminds me of. Uh, in inception you know where yeah, you're like yeah. the more you watch it the more you gain insight but you never really quite get the answers you're after <laughs> right no i agree i agree um <sighs> but no i and again i'm getting tickled pink because like like we talked about when we covered the first four right mm-hmm. and you i brought this up to you and you and you, as I remember, dismissed it. Okay, probably. Yeah, but I'm just like, by the time we end this, we're gonna have some of the fourth wall, you know, uh, uh, encounter the Marvel office. Oh yeah, you were saying there was gonna be some shenanigans. Yeah, that there was gonna be some Marvel office shenanigans. Right. You know, and honestly, that's where where it gets and back to sure comics. Sure enough. I don't know enough. Well, I mean, she did break the fourth wall and would would uh, have um, you know conversations with um, you know the author of the comics and so on and and sort of you know go this and that. Granted, everybody's used to Deadpool breaking the fourth wall, but I'm like, I'm sorry, right. she hoped it at first. Right. It, so was it like her shtick through all of her main comics? Because like, it so was, my yeah. introduction to her was like from New Avengers and regular Avengers and and, the, and stuff like that. It, so it was definitely, she never it, did it in those comics. It was definitely her shtick. Okay. Because like I, I I mean I'd heard that people were saying that, but I had no idea it was like to the level that Deadpool himself was also doing it. But as, then again, as, Deadpool, as a matter of fact. I will just say, take the meta out of it. Here's mm-hmm. something else meta, another layer of meta I'm going to give to you. All right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Tatiana Maslany is from uh, Regina, Saskatchewan. I know mm-hmm. how funny that sounds, but come on, we're all adults. We're not five. <laughs> kind of. Deadpool, as you remember is from Regina, Saskatchewan. <laughs> I'm sorry. We got to get these two kids together. Nice. Right? Uh, they need to be at a Tim Morton's ordering double-doubles being incredibly nice to one another. Right. You know, and, and it made me stop and think just now, though, 
that when I do read the Deadpool comics, yeah, he breaks the fourth wall a lot, but the way he breaks the fourth wall is one of his four or five personalities all talking at once is breaking yeah. the fourth wall. Yeah, no, I agree. Like, that's something that we haven't really seen Deadpool do. So, like, you know, I mean, I'm thinking, like, the introduction of the live-action Deadpool has made us all think, like, that's his shtick, but really that's just, like, one part of it, and they really haven't, they haven't touched on that aspect because, like, from what I recall of the comics of Deadpool, it was like you'd have different font bubbles for like four different voices and they would have conversations in his head. And one of them would be referencing the editors and stuff all the time. Right. But it, everything I've heard is that Walters like was doing it in her comic, just like straight up breaking the fourth wall. So yeah, no, that's I'll true. Have to go check it out more. Yeah. Yeah. That happened. Uh, so, so, okay. That's hilarious. And I'm just going to stroke my own ego the way uh, ABIN does and be like, I was right. Uh-huh. Okay, uh-huh. I was right. Uh-huh. I told you. I told you. I told you. <laughs> and now we get, well, not exactly, you know, Feige canonized the MCU. Because, I'm sorry, he'd be a little too, uh, that'd be a little too... Alfred Hitchcock meta for Feige to be in there. <laughs> but we get essentially the next best thing. Okay? Mm-hmm. We get KVIN, a Modoc looking version of Feige, <laughs> all the way down to he's got a, uh, and yes, why does an AI robot? need to have a baseball cap. I don't know. It's fucking funny. That's why. And it was in the design of the actual robot. Like, they were like, because they, they're like, he won't let us put a cap on. Like, <laughs> I thought that was brilliant. Like, there right. you go. Yeah, yeah. That was that was Feige's one and only concern. It's like, why the fuck do you have a, a, a robot with a baseball cap? <laughs> so... But no, what did you make of this? Because I think that the way they wrote, especially when she's in the writer's room and you get everyone laughing at the I want to talk to Kevin, you know, that Mm -hmm. whole thing. Right. What did you make of that? Because I think this show has really addressed the what I've been concerned with for years and I've been saying for a long time since they started the MCU, y'all, y'all overpraise Feige. This man is not a god, okay? He's a guy that got lucky to the point where Iron Man worked. <laughs> okay? And on paper, Iron Man should have failed. <laughs> I'm right? sorry. On paper, it sounded like the dumbest things in sliced bread. I don't know. Like, I, I felt like in some ways it almost kind of solidified that he was that way. Because they're like, look, even here, Kevin's in control of everything. All story decisions go through Kevin. Yeah, <laughs> but, they, but they treated it as a joke, which honestly is a lot of what you right. know, the Internet talks about. It was it definitely wrapped itself up in humor and truth at the same time. Yeah. I mean, and that's and that's where for me, like the show was fun 
and funny at that moment, but it also went off the rails for me at the moment. Uh, you know, I'm kind of like, what's going to come next that really fits and tells me what happened? <laughs> like, I don't know. I feel like I have to kind of like go back a couple episodes and just erase everything I know because Kevin rewrote it. <laughs> yeah, true. Well, KBIN. Right. Yeah. KP. So. Huh. So um, it definitely, it was a definite unique approach because I was not expecting that. All the fourth wall breaking up until that point were was great. I mean, I mean, hell, if anything, I would say this was probably your first true fourth wall break. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, you know what? You know what the scene re- um, made me feel better about. Hmm. It made me feel better about the um, the Matrix architect scene. And then whatever the hell uh, Matrix uh, Resurrections was trying to do. The trick is not to bend the spoon, but to bend yourself. No, I'm talking the architect, where it's basically the architect scene, if you, re- if you remember, uh, is essentially everything George Lucas hated about movie making, where you have to explain <laughs> what you're doing. Right. I'm like George Lucas, great idea, man, terrible at execution. All right. You know, and I, I think that by the way they had the whole part with KEVIN, it all happens so very late in the episode that the episode itself almost feels like it's two episodes. Yeah. Because no, like so that. much happens before you get to that. And then it's like, boom, from here, we're going to like just launch you know we're gonna rewrite the finale we're gonna return you back we're gonna have you know phelps and blonsky arrested arrested uh we'll do a barbecue with the family oh by the way hulk's back like like just bam 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 and then it was over and i was like damn it was almost anticlimactic right yeah the 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 hulk's back and, and barbecue with the family um is it wrong that when I'm watching that, I'm like, oh, gee, I had the reaction Chris Rock had in one of the Kevin Smith movies, but it was, man, Fast and Furious going to sue somebody. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah, I did or, have that same vibe. Or I'm like, where's the Corona? Oh, wait, Disney. That's right. <laughs> uh, yes. And then, and then we had the other controversial... Uh, CGI characters show up. Scar? Right? Yeah, yeah. Um, now, here's the thing I want to bring up with Scar. Um, and before I go into that, I'm just going to say, all throughout the MCU, well, the MCU since Endgame, right? Mm-hmm. They've essentially neutered Hulk. They have. They've neutered Hulk. Oh, yeah. It's like, what have you yeah. done to my boy? Right? Yeah. Hulk is better used when he is the nuclear option. Right? Right. Right. Uh, I think we all can attest to that. Uh, just so long as he's not playing Hulk dogs or, Hulk dogs or dealing with um, Daddy Electrical. I, I don't want Starship Hulk. No, no. I don't want that either. But um, 
they've got to find a way to get Savage Hulk back. Now, my thought was Scar. What if they... You can't quite do World War Hulk the way it, it is in the comics, not at this point. Right? No, you've already treaded over a lot of that story. Well, especially by jamming it basically in uh, in the third Thor film. Yeah, yeah. But what if they did a lot of that storyline by eventually, whether it's Red Hulk or whether it's Thunderbolts, uh, there's collateral damage and Scar is killed. Mm. I mean, what all what all now, happened in now, World War Hulk? The only reason I bring that up is not because I don't like the character, not because I'm in. Not because I'm joining Intelligentsia or Internet <laughs> complaining about everything. No. I bring that up because it would be the one thing to flip uh, Professor Hulk out of that Professor Hulkness and back into Savage Hulk. Right. Now, you you would think the Russo brothers would have been goddamn smart enough to do that when widow died but no all all that mother freaker did was throw a goddamn bench in the ocean i i think you're gonna see savage hulk back because i mean the best we got was i went to the lab i took the brains and i took the brawn i i feel like what he really did was he's caged hulk because hulk was beaten by thanos he was able to reluctantly allow himself to be caged and we're gonna find that over time He's going to get pissed off and break back out, and he's going to take control and not let Puny Banner have control again. I well, mean, we've already seen him in control for two years well, of Banner's what, life. What would do that? What would do that? Uh, some being gotta be killed. Dudes, yeah, that that could, yeah. Or even maybe something with Betty if she goes red, she Hulk. Um, I mean, there's yeah, a couple I, things I don't there. See, I don't see them bringing Betty back into this thing. What I'm, they could have, I bring up the Endgame example again. They could have done that when Widow died because clearly they were kind of playing mm. around but never really committed to it. They were kind of using Widow Banner as weird as that relationship was and out of the blue. But they right. were kind of using that as your your Banner Betty replacement. Right. I mean, I guess I mean? you could play it up because I was going to say like there wouldn't be much of a connection between Banner and Scar, except for the fact that time travels different there. So, I mean, True. he could have been there for another two years for all we know. Right. <laughs> all, all, I, all I thought about, though, when the, it was revealed Hulk had a son mm -hmm. is I'm like, I feel very I feel very sorry for that poor woman. Uh, I for me it was I I wasn't on like the haterade I guess I mean because there's a lot of flack that people had for the look I right. was just like uh, he doesn't look cool you know like it was a weird look um, I feel like I feel like they were trying to do something that was more like paying tribute to like maybe Aztecan or you know some native. Uh, no, first, no, first people's no, kind no. of thing with I, his hair? No, 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 no. I think what they were doing was clearly they were going for a Fast and Furious vibe there. 
It's with his hair? With the, and no, the well, look at look at the whole thing. The whole thing was a Fast and Furious bit, a family well, barbecue. Yeah, I get that. I'm talking about just the the CG of Scar himself. Though, no, I, mean. I know, I know you're talking about that, right? But I'm sorry, a a gathering doesn't really work when one of your guests shows up looking like um. Looking like homeless hobo. Homeless hobo. <laughs> yes, which is what Scar's hair looks like in the comics. Okay. So, uh, I gotta pull him up because, like, I, I I always thought he had like a long, like long black hair, like with a ponytail or something. It's not ponytailed. It is it is long black hair, but it mainly hangs down around his eyes. So, okay. So, all right. So, anything else before we wrap this up, Mark? Not really. I mean, you know, the, there was the mid-credit scene that we had about uh, Wong breaking Blonsky out of prison. Again. Um, yeah. So, I mean, what it's funny about that though is this show has kind of painted Wong in a box. I mean, he's really a criminal. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe Doctor Strange will be the Sorcerer Supreme again due to legal reasons. <laughs> right, right, right. It'll, it'll bounce back. Who knows? Who knows? Uh, all right. So, uh, well, gang, we have reached the end of our uh, coverage for uh, She Hulk, Attorney at Law, uh, thus ending this spin off series. Uh, Walters, Attorney at Green, She-Hulk smashed all witnesses. Again, sorry about the delay, but you know what? Uh, things. They happen. They take priority. And guess what? This guy on the other end of the call, he has more things than I do. <laughs> what a shock. But, you know, when I brought Marvel uh, into things six years ago now, and I I was uh, co-host shopping, that sounds weird, but co-host shopping, right? Dave, did you pick me up at a (laughs) supermarket? Oh, stop it. Stop (laughs) it. Stop it. I was trying to be sentimental, goddammit. Goddamn you. But when I went co-host shopping, co-host shopping uh mark was at the top of the list you know so i wasn't gonna do marvel cast earth's mightiest podcast with anybody else aside from this guy you know he is he is essentially my brother you're on the dessert aisle and you're like hostess cupcakes hey mark (laughs) damn it Mark, I'm trying to be sentimentalist, you nut. You nutcase. <laughs> Jesus Christ. You should see, see me at a funeral. I I'm try. the kind of guy that laughs. <laughs> I try, kids. I really do. I try. So, okay, now do it for uh, this episode or episodes, considering we basically covered it as a block at this point. Yeah, so, one we'll... to rock and one to stock. Yeah, one to rock, one to stock. That's exactly our motto here. Thanks, Pug. (laughs) (laughs) So, gang, next time, uh, 
We will uh, have a few uh, regular episodes. Uh, being one is will be our coverage for for Black Panther: Wakanda Forever, uh, which uh, I have seen only once right now. I I just finished a rare forty hour work week, and God, those unlucky dog. God, those are fun, especially when uh, Marvel starts knocking. I mean, the first two letters are right. Yeah, I don't know about that. (laughs) Damn it. Mm, He did it again. And uh, then we will have a regular episode covering uh, Werewolf by Night. That's going to be an interesting discussion. Mm -hmm. And then... A regular episode covering the uh, the, and this will be in in I think a few weeks, but we'll uh, or a few days, but we'll obviously cover it after the after that whole holiday turkey thing is done. Whatever, you know, people, people like that thing, I suppose. But we will cover the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special, and. You know what? I will just say, and God damn it, I blame Star Wars for this. (laughs) Okay? Because you hear the word holiday special. Yeah. And I cringe. He's not wrong. I cringe. God damn it, I cringe. If you know, you know. I I don't care how much you have Drax and Mantis lusting after Kevin Bacon. I don't care how many times you show me it in Lego form either. That word is tainted. Yeah, that word is tainted. And uh, like a Wookiee. Oh my God! Do not say taint and Wookiee in the same sentence, please. <laughs> do not. Oh my God. Oh, do not. But no, game. Those will be regular episodes of the flagship show, Marvel Cast Earth's Mightiest Podcast. So for your host, David Sendon, and, uh, you know, co-host Mark Herleman, we will just say, hey, case is closed. Thanks for listening to Walter's attorney at Green. She Hulk smash all witnesses. Still in control, no overwhelming feelings of rage. No, a normal amount of rage. You do revert back to Gen 4 when you sleep. Was the air horn really necessary? For comedy, absolutely. This is a multi-year journey you're about to embark on. Yes. Yeah. Who's your best friend? Nikki. Spandex. Spandex is your best friend. Being a Hulk asks for balance. You have so much more to learn. Yes! So I'm clearly nailing it at all these things. If you want to go back to life as a lawyer, I I respect that. He doesn't mean that. Covering the MCU series She-Hulk Attorney at Law. Streaming exclusively on Disney+. More and more eccentric superhumans are coming out of the woodwork. We are going to launch a division for them. And I want the She-Hulk to be the face of Jennifer Waters. Namaste. I have a serious conflict of interest. All this man tried MCU to kill Marvel my cousin is a subsidiary yeah, of the Walt Disney Company. Oh. 
people only care because I'm representing Emil Bonsky. I think they care because they're like, hey, that girl's green. Jen, do your thing. God, I really like this outfit. I'm not proud of this. Miss Walters, we answer to a higher power. Our universe is on the edge of a precipice. I am a lawyer. We do things by the book. The book of the podcast is meant for informational purposes only, and no infringement is intended. Whether you like it or not, you're now a superhero. Let's do this. You know that friend you had in high school? Who was way cooler than you were, attractive, got all the attention from everyone. I think I'm jealous. Is that what I'm feeling?